Good morning, church, and welcome to our online service this morning. We're glad not to be in person with you, but as we say every Sunday, your safety is more important and it's our priority. So we took the tough decision to close the building for two weeks and put everything online. But thankfully for technology, we're still together today. And maybe there's some positives for you. Maybe you, for all we know, you could have got up five minutes before the service and you're still lying in your pajamas and you've got your breakfast still in front of you. No one will know, it's amazing. Maybe you got breakfast in bed this morning and it's amazing, you can't beat it. Or there's even next week, and maybe you didn't get breakfast in bed today, but if you make the eggs now, you might get it for next week. But this morning, we're gonna be looking at John chapter 10, where we read of Jesus's I am statement. And in this chapter, Jesus makes three I am statements about himself. He says, I am the door, I am the good shepherd, and I am the son of God. But this morning, I wanna focus on Jesus being the good shepherd. So if you have your Bibles with you, or your phone with you, open at John chapter 10 where we read this passage. And as you're finding it, I want to ask this question. Have you ever been lost? Have you ever got lost? Maybe when you were younger, you got lost in Tesco from your parents or from your friends, or maybe you've been in that car with that person who always knows the way, but yet always seems to get lost. Or maybe in a bigger sense, you've lost direction of life. Maybe you came out of school, got a job, didn't like it. So now you don't know what direction to go into, or maybe a situation in life has changed and you don't know where to turn to, or maybe you know someone that's lost the plot. And as we say often, if you can't think of anyone, people are probably thinking about you. But in this short thought today, this comes in, the background of this thought comes at a time where our country seems to be a little bit lost, or the government meeting up, or the barbers opening, or the restaurants allowed to open, or bars opening. We, we had a topsy-turvy week. But in light of all this, I want to encourage us from John chapter 10. So hopefully you find it in your Bible. So let's read John chapter 10 together. And starting at verse 11, it says this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks and the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must also bring them. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Let's pray before we dive in. Dear Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for our religious freedom. Lord, even though we can't meet in a building together, Lord, we thank you that we can meet online. Lord, even though we're in our individual homes, thank you that we're united through you. Lord, thank you that you can still speak to us this morning. Lord, we pray for a blessing over our church. Lord, we pray for healing, Lord, for those that are sick. Lord, we pray 
for a real sense of unity this morning as we have worshipped together, as we have broke bread, and as we gather around your word. Lord, so bless us this morning. Open our ears and our hearts to hear what you want to say to us this morning. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. This passage in John chapter 10 is Jesus' final public address. And at this point, the Pharisees are ready to kill him. At the end of chapter 10, we see the Pharisees try and seize him, but Jesus has to flee to somewhere quiet. So that's how the Pharisees are feeling at the moment. They're, trying to, they're really frustrated with Jesus, and they're ready to kill him. But this address from Jesus in John chapter 10 follows on from the narrative of John chapter 9, where we read of a man born blind being healed by Jesus. But because it happened on a Sabbath, the Pharisees had something to say about it. So there was a to and fro between Jesus and the Pharisees. And this continues on into chapter 10. But when this was originally written by John, there wouldn't have been any chapters or verses. So this would have just flowed as one thought in John's letter. But sometimes we read chapters as two different stories. But this story flows from chapter 9 into chapter 10. It's one narrative. But this imagery that Jesus uses of the shepherd and the sheep would have been a well-known idea in first century Israel. We don't have many shepherds around, but in those days, there were many shepherds around at the time. It was a well-known job, but the term shepherd was a loaded term because it meant simply more than the job. It meant more than just what we think it means. So as Jesus is addressing the public, when the Pharisees and the other people who were listening to Jesus heard this term shepherd, they didn't just think of the job that like King David and his sheep and that sort of imagery. They also thought because it was a metaphor for their king, Israel's king was also known as their shepherd. So when we hear Jesus call himself the good shepherd, we see it differently from how the Pharisees would have seen it. So when I read this phrase, when Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd, it reminds me of Psalm 23, where it says, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me, lie down in green pasture, he leads me beside still water. So I see Jesus as a shepherd who guides me and leads me, which he is. However, the Pharisees would have heard this and heard Jesus calling himself a king. So we would automatically assume he's talking about him being a shepherd, but the Pharisees, because it was a loaded term, it also meant Israel's king. They would have heard Jesus saying, I am a king. And they understood this metaphor and this saying because of Old Testament passages, including Ezekiel 34, where Ezekiel criticizes Israel's past shepherds because of their many failings. And this passage happens in the light of the Festival of Lights, which is also known as Hanukkah. And part of the celebrations of Hanukkah, this passage, Ezekiel 34, is part of the liturgy that reads out. So this idea of shepherd and sheep would have been on their minds at this point in the run-up to Hanukkah. So this idea of shepherds and sheep would have been in the forefront of their minds. And they already know the idea that the their kings were known as their shepherds. So this loaded term, shepherd, meant a lot more to the Pharisees than maybe us today. We assume that it just means he's a shepherd, he guides us and leads us, which he does, but for them it meant more. It meant that he was also their king, and it meant a lot more to them. 
So those listening would have been aware that all those Old Testament passages, that the remedy for the failure of those Old Testament shepherds was that God himself would take on the role of the shepherd of Israel. So when saying that I am the good shepherd, when Jesus says I'm the good shepherd, he is also saying I am God in flesh. I am fulfilling the messianic role of the shepherd. Because this is a loaded term, so the Pharisees would have known that when Jesus said shepherd, he also meant Israel's kings. And when he talked about Israel's kings, he knew that God was going to be the ultimate shepherd of Israel, the ultimate king of Israel. So when Jesus comes forward and says this, he is declaring himself as king, he is declaring himself as God, and he is declaring himself as the one who's going to fulfill the role of the shepherd. So there is weight to what Jesus is saying. It isn't just a throwaway statement. It isn't just something nice that he wants to say about himself, but there's weight to his words. So Jesus being the good shepherd means a lot more than meets the eye. And yes, it's great that Jesus is the good shepherd and he leads us and he guides us. And as Psalm 23 puts it, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil as rod and his staff will comfort us. So yes, that is great, and that is great imagery, but there's so much more weight to his words. He's calling himself king. He's calling himself God in flesh. But this morning, I want to also look at what that means for us this morning. I want to look at four things Jesus says he will do as the good shepherd. So in this passage, firstly, he says he will die for his sheep. Five times in this sermon, Jesus refers to his sacrificial death. Verse 11 says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Verse 15 says, just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 17 and 18 say this, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up. This command I received from my father. And a commentator said this about Jesus' death. And he puts it amazingly. He says, he did not die as a martyr killed by man. He died as a substitute willingly laying down his life for us. I'll say it again. He did not die as a martyr killed by man. He died as a substitute, willingly laying down his life for us. Jesus' life wasn't taken from him, it was given. Do you know that Jesus died for you today? He willingly laid down his life for you. He laid down his life for me. He laid down his life for your family, for your friends. He laid down his life for the world. As John 3, 16 puts it, for God to love the world that he gave his only son that whoever whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life and Romans 5 verse 8 says but God shows his love in this that while we were still sinners Christ died for us so it doesn't matter our state doesn't matter how we find ourselves this morning whether we're whether we're in the valley or on the mountaintop doesn't matter where we find ourselves. It says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And 1 John 3.16 puts it like this. By this we know love, 
that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brother. So it's a bit of challenge in that. Jesus laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Jesus died for you. Be encouraged with that this morning. So we are told the good shepherd died for his sheep. Secondly, he knows his sheep. Verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Do you know that Jesus knows you this morning? He knows everything about you. He knows your quirks. He knows your personality. He knows what you're good at, what you're bad at. He knows your talents. He knows your gifts. He knows the number of hair on your head. He knows everything about you. And he knows you by name. It isn't just a random, uh, I know you and I know you, but actually he knows so much about you. He knows everything about you more than we know ourselves. And Psalm 139 is this amazing chapter that just tells us the depths of how much Jesus knows us. And it beautifully puts it how much he knows us. He knows our goings from our leavings and our, everywhere we go, he is there. But a few verses say this, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So even before we were born, even before we were a thought, we were known by God. Even before our parents knew us, God knew us. Even before we were a thought, God knew us. And Jeremiah 1.5 puts it like this. He says, before I formed you, I knew you. Jesus knows you. The good shepherd knows you. He knows what you're going through. He knows who you are. He knows what's best for you. And this famous verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, says, I know the plans I have for you. Maybe you're, like I asked at the start, maybe you're feeling a bit lost. Put your trust in Jesus, the good shepherd, because he knows the plans he has for you. He will lead you and he will guide you. So this morning, be encouraged. The good shepherd died for you. The good shepherd knows you. Thirdly, he brings all our sheep into his flock. Verse 16 says, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. So what does this mean? So here Jesus was talking about the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people. And as we've heard already, the term shepherd would have meant Israel's king, which means it was only for the Jews. However, Jesus as the good shepherd welcomes us all in. He welcomes all people. He welcomes all nationalities. He welcomes all skin colors. He welcomes all languages, every tribe and every tongue. We don't need to meet any requirements. We don't need to be of a certain religion. We don't need to meet a standard. All we need to do is give our lives to Jesus and accept him as the good shepherd. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. You don't have an advantage over someone else because of where you were born or where you live or how much you make or if you've been good or how long you've known Jesus. All have fallen short of his standard. No one is too far away from the love that Jesus shows us. And as we've read already, Romans 5, verse 8, but God shows his love that while we were still sinners, Christ died 
for us. So while we were still far away, while we were still living our own lives, while we still, we didn't know him, we didn't love him, we didn't live his way, he died for us. So this morning, the Good Shepherd welcomes us all in. And maybe you think, I've done too many bad things. Maybe this week I've sinned. Maybe this week I haven't really lived for Jesus. So I haven't really worshipped because I'm not in the mood. Or I haven't taken communion because I've failed him this week. But actually it says all have sinned and fallen short. So if you have Jesus in your life, if you have him in your life as the good shepherd leading and guiding you. He says while you were still a sinner, he died for you. He loves you this morning as we have heard. So he died for his sheep. The good shepherd knows his flock. He welcomes us all in. And lastly, it says the good shepherd takes up his life again. There's victory. The good shepherd takes up his life again. Verse 17 and 18 say this. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. Do you know that Jesus is alive today? There is victory in Jesus because he is alive. He is not one of these gods from all the religions that have lived and died and that is the end of them. Whereas our God and our Jesus came to earth, he died but defeated death and rose again and is still alive today. So not only did the good shepherd lay down his life, but he defeated death on a cross and rose from the dead three days later. The good shepherd has the victory. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 55 declares, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Jesus has taken the victory away from death. He has taken the sting away from death. Do you know death has no power on us anymore because Jesus Christ defeated it. And because of Jesus Christ and because he's the good shepherd, we are able to experience life and life to the full. And just before the passage we read, starting at verse 11, verse 10 says this, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Still using this imagery as of the sheep. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you may have life and life to the full. So because of what Jesus done on the cross, we can have life and life to the full because of the good shepherd. Because of these things that we looked at this morning. Because the good shepherd died for you. They hung on a cross and thought of you. The good shepherd knows you. He knows you by name. He knows your circumstances. The good shepherd invites everyone into his flock. There is no one too far from him. And the good shepherd is alive today and defeated death. We have so much to be thankful for this morning. Even though we can't meet in person, we have so much to be grateful for because we have a good shepherd who defeated the grave. We have a good shepherd that died for us. We have a good shepherd that knows us and we have a good shepherd that invites us all in. Church, I hope you're encouraged this morning. But there's also a response some of us can make this morning. He is the good shepherd. 
He leads and he guides and he is the king and he defeated death. But this morning, have you heard his voice? Are you trusting him? Maybe God is talking to you this morning. says, the sheep know his voice. And maybe God is speaking to you this morning, but you haven't put legs to those words. That maybe you need to put actions to what God is saying. Maybe God's asking you to do something this morning. Maybe he's asked you to do things this past week or this past month, and you've been putting it off wondering if that is God. God wants you to know that he speaks to you and he is to be trusted. So maybe you've heard his voice and you haven't put it into action yet. I want to encourage you this morning that he knows you, he loves you, he died for you. He leads and guides. So if God has been speaking to you this morning, I want you to press into what God has been speaking to you this morning. Or maybe you don't know the good shepherd. Says he knows us and the sheep know him, but maybe you don't know him yet. And you want to accept the good shepherd into your life. This morning's a great opportunity to ask Jesus into our life because sin separated us from God. So God sent his only son, Jesus, to earth as a baby at Christmas time to die on the cross for us to get rid of the defile that there was between us and God which is sin, which is all the bad things that we do. And the only way that we can get rid of sin is Jesus' death on the cross. So maybe you don't know him. All you need to do this morning is ask him into your life. Just say, dear God, this morning I accept you as good shepherd in my life. I'm sorry for all the bad things that I've done. I want to make you king of my heart. And if you've prayed that prayer or if you've accepted Jesus into your life, let us know. Chat to one of the team here at Living Hope. Put it in one of the comments or private message the page. We would love to celebrate that with you. We would love to give you a Bible and some other things to help you along with that journey. Or maybe you want to invite someone. Maybe there's a friend that you've been thinking about. Maybe there's a family member that you've been thinking about that needs some direction in their life, that needs a good shepherd in their life. Maybe now is the time to maybe text them, phone them up and let them know that God loves them. This morning church, I hope you are blessed that the good shepherd died for you. The good shepherd knows you. He invites you all into his flock and the good shepherd is alive today and defeated death. Church, we're going to pray and we'll end our service with one more song. So let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for how you are the good shepherd. Lord, thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you died for us. Lord, thank you for your sacrificial love for us. Lord, thank you that you know us. Thank you that even though we were far away, you invite us all to come in to your flock and that you defeated death. Lord, we pray for those that don't know you yet. Lord, we pray that they make you the good shepherd of their life. Lord, we thank you, Lord, this morning that you're with us in our separate homes, that we unite under the name of Jesus, and that we can worship you from our homes and anywhere that we are. Lord, so we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to meet together online. Lord, we pray and thank you that you are the good shepherd, and the good shepherd laid down his life for his sheep. 
Lord, bless us this week as we take those words in our hearts, Lord, and live out our lives for you. Lord, we pray that you bring people into our lives, Lord, that we can tell them about the Good Shepherd, Lord. So bless us and keep us. Make your face shine upon us. Give us a great week ahead, Lord, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.